you, there's nothing that you can do that can fully encompass how big, how expanse, and how great this being out there that we Christian call God, how big he is that no system, no theology, no doctrine can encompass him. What's good, great people? Welcome to the Gen X Has Something to Say podcast. It's a podcast created by an African-American Gen Xer for the African-American Gen Xer. So hopefully you guys have had a great week. If you made it all the way to Friday, then your week was good, regardless of whether you had a lot of obstacles or no obstacles at all. If you made it to TGIF, it was a good week indeed. So for me, this week, I watched the BET Awards. I haven't sat and watched it in a while. Pretty much not my cup of tea anymore. But for some strange reason, I wanted to watch it. And I actually enjoyed it. Um, unlike some of my fellow Gen Xers, uh, I actually knew some of the songs because I go down a TikTok rabbit hole quite too often. And a lot of those songs are have clips in TikToks. So, but for me, my best two moments, though, were Gen X related. Uh, Malice and Pusha T reunited they're better known as the clips and there's nothing like that grinding and and the second moment was the 30-year celebration of loud records they had a melody of people and still trying to figure out what Lil Kim is doing with that dance y'all made it famous and now she can't do it enough anywho homecoming season is in full effect last week my wife's alma mater Winston-Salem State University their homecoming was last week. This week, one of my alma maters, Virginia Union University, our homecoming is this weekend, as well as shout out to Virginia State, Morgan State, Tennessee State, Alabama State, Lane College, Fayetteville State, Lincoln University, and Central State University. All are celebrating their homecoming this weekend. So shout out to the HBCUs going back and celebrating their heritage, and hopefully you all will get a win. So this week's episode... Uh, what really got my attention, you know, last week I talked about the Creflo Dollar situation. Uh, what kind of sparked me for this particular episode is a response that he got from one of the more prominent ministers uh, in the Christendom world. And what really struck me was the fact that he used the exact same scripture that Creflo used to support his thought and doctrine on tithing. He used that exact same scripture to rebuke him. And it just really struck me because he used one half of the scripture and Creflo used the other. So they used, in essence, they used the same scripture to make two completely different points, which made me think about what in the world is sound doctrine or sound theology and what does that really mean for us? So let's chop it up about it. In our conversation, we really need to define two words, right, that are the centerpiece of where this discussion goes. The first word that we need to define is theology. Theology, in the simplest of terms, is the study of the nature of God and religious belief. Now, even though we're doing this from a Christian perspective and concept, uh, 
we can pretty much expand this and, and broaden this out to just life and, and circumstances in general. Uh, this is where we learn about who God is. Uh, the Bible is the most common book of reference when we talk about uh, learning about the nature of God, who God is, how he interacts, and the subsequent books around it, which is like commentaries and stuff from scholars who devoted their life to studying scripture and other documents that wasn't included in scripture uh, or used as a canon of scripture, just documents that have been found over time that really has given us an insight to who God was and who he is and the characteristics and belief. This is how we define theology, right? So then the second word that we have to be clear on, uh, have a working definition on for our conversation is the word doctrine. And that is simply a belief or a set of beliefs that have been taught by the church uh, or political party or any other group or individual. This is where we talk about indoctrination or when we when people are talking about you've been indoctrinated to culture and all this other types of stuff that we like to use the word. This is the word doctrine, the base word that we use for that, right? It is a foundation from where we teach. So when we talk about the doctrination of slavery, uh, for example, this is because of what we believe or what they believed about black people being inferior. This is where they taught and and created structures and put systems in place based off of what they believe. And this is this is how this doctrine works. Right. Um, so when we have a clear understanding of what it what the word theology means and what the word doctrine means, the next thing that we need to uh, really assess is why. Is it important for us to understand what these words mean? And we may have looked, overlooked it in years, or maybe we've just been using it straight out of instinct. But the reason why we need to understand why these two words and what they mean and why they are so important to our society is that we often make the mistake of making them the same, which makes it difficult to find resolve when there are disagreements and misinterpretations. I mean that it allows us to clearly understand the message that is being communicated to us. We move past the surface of the comment or, or situation or circumstance that have been taught to us, right? Because when we understand that doctrine comes from theology and it comes from theology based off of the fact that theology is the study of something, using it in a broad sense, right? Theology is the study of something where doctrine is a set of beliefs based off of what you study and whatever thing that you've come up with. That is your theology. And from your theology, you created a doctrine. And from your doctrine, to take that a step further, is where your system comes into place. And once we understand these two things and how they work together, then, like I just said before, it allows us to clearly understand uh, the message that is being communicated to us and we move past the surface of the statement, meaning, you know, such things as how did he get there? How did he make this statement? Just like a lot of us right now, because Kanye's back in the news, because him and that other crazy girl uh, are somewhere in Europe wearing shirts that say white lives matter, being a black person, which is utterly foolishness. The reason why we say Black Lives Matter is because of the disproportionate number of black people or people of color that have been killed due to 
police uh, interactions. So this is how this is why understanding theology and doctrine is why it allows us to move past something that we see on the surface and get to understanding why something is the way it is. So once we get to those pieces and we understand that, then we are able to move on and we're able to gain a clear understanding so that we could have a fruitful dialogue and discussion to where we can come to a certain place where humanity works for everybody and we're able to do what we need to do to make this world a better place for the generations that come behind us. And when you're in discussion with that, you also understand that how we interpret and understand these things is because of the tools that we use. And they're basically, and I put this in a general sense, there are four tools that we use to understand and interpret information, right? The first one is uh, what we've been taught. So like our parents, our teachers, our uncles, our pastors, all these people, uh, what they've taught us in life as they're reared and raised us, as we learn from a standpoint of religion, faith, anything that we've been on, we've been taught by people, mentored or whatever the case may be. And the reason why I say that we use that is because they are trusted sources and we have used them for our growth. The second thing that we use as a tool is our personal life experience, which is pretty much self-explanatory. All the things that we've been through, our ups and downs, our failures, all of that is what we use in order to interpret things that have happened that are said to us that we don't understand or stuff that we've been through. Whatever we use to get to that tools of success and failure is the things uh, that we use to interpret theology and doctrine. Uh, another tool that we use is what we've observed, which is our environment, the people that we have observed in our neighborhoods and wherever we have traveled in our journey in life. These are the things that we've seen uh, people we, you know, like I've seen somebody go through something and survive that. And from those things that I have personally witnessed, I am able to interpret and inform and inform myself a belief or a system that is a, that allows me to use that to interpret things. And the lastly is your um, what you've read, because we've discovered that there's some truth, there's some things, there's some ideals, there's some thought processes that are out there that we've either agree with or disagree with. But that has informed us to allow us to make decisions and interpret theology and doctrine. And with these things, we are able to fully understand and have a conversation about what it means to have sound doctrine or sound theology, because the information that I just shared is what we use in order to interpret information that has been communicated to us. journey and walk in, in our faith system or just life in general is that um, sound theology really is about perspective. And this is this is this is how I start this right. So when I first got into 
seminary and things, one of the one of my professors explained it this way. So he was like, there's a boy bouncing a ball on a train, on a moving train. And there's a person that is sitting at the railroad crossing waiting for the train to pass by. Well, there's a boy on the train bouncing a ball. The people on the train see the ball bouncing up and down. The person that's at the railroad crossing watching a train go by, sees the ball bouncing in a V shape. It's all about perspective. So when we talk about um, doctrine and and theology being sound, it's just a matter of what perspective you see it from. And that perspective is what we talked about earlier, about the four ways that we... um, use our tools to understand and interpret doctrine and theology. So one of the things that struck me and got me wanting to have this episode and a conversation about it is with Creflo and Bishop Hillary is the one that spoke a rebuke to him is that they use the exact same scripture to confirm and rebuke this new version of tithing doctrine that Creflo had uh, evolved to. And that is what is, <laughs> is crazy in a sense, because I, for me, who you know, I've been taught how to exegete scripture and uh, being very analytical in mind, wanting to just keep digging and digging and keep combing and combing until I get to the center or to the bottom of where something begins. Um, I immediately was calling friends. It's like, did y'all hear this? He basically used one half of the scripture and Creflo used the other. Neither one used the entire scripture to make their point or make their case about doctrine and theology. And even though they both weren't in a conversation about it, they still were in dialogue just using social media because that is just the way that we have dialogue these days. So um, what struck me too and what got me to perspective as well is Bishop Hillier mentioned in his uh, walking through his the reason and why he believes that this doctrine is erroneous is that he made the statement of most scholars agree with his perspective and how once he walked to his theological statement, he, he ended it by saying most scholars agree with what this said. So I am going with this, which is fine. But what it told me or what it has informed me to say is that, um, Sound doctrine, in essence, becomes a question of how many people agree with your perspective. Uh, If you have enough people that agree with or see it the way that you see it, then if somebody sees it different, it doesn't matter because X amount of people. And if they have been deemed scholars, doctors and PhDs or whatever the case, and they've been studying for years, if they see it this way, then anybody else that sees it different must be wrong. And that is a very problematic way of us determining what is to be sound doctrine or sound theology and what is not. If your proof only matters if you are enough people agree with the way you see it. And I just have evolved to a place where if you can show me where you get it, I don't have to agree with it. 
But if I can see how you walk through that, now I can point out your errors and why I disagree with it. And my question in response to you will be, how do you resolve this issue? Because this doesn't agree with the way you walk through it. That's one thing, but it does not necessarily make the case that your sound doctrine is wrong uh, or it's not sound. It just has an error, but as many of us know, there really is no doctrine that you can walk through that doesn't have a spot in it that cannot be resolved. And this, great people, is the thing that makes faith, faith, because it will be of our own power to be able to connect all the things of God. And we will be in a space where we would say we know all things about God. We know everything about him. We know his character, his or her, however you want to describe it, uh, characteristics, how God is, what God will do in all cases, in all circumstances. But he has made it in such a way that we are unable to firmly process a complete thought from Genesis to Revelation and it connects. And the only thing left because we can't connect it is to say, I have faith that the connection that is in between what fit and doesn't fit is my belief in God. What an incredible place or imperfection that we have where we, no matter how many degrees we have, no matter how strong your prayer life is, no matter how well you can pontificate the gospel, no matter how well or whatever that genius thing or gift that you have, you, there's nothing that you can do that can fully encompass how big, how expanse, and how great this being out there that we Christian call God how big he is that no system, no theology, no doctrine can encompass him. Flat out incredible. becomes right what does all this mean for us why is it so important for us to understand uh, what is sound theology and sound doctrine why does all of this matter to us right why why does why do we even care and the the easy answer for this in a very broad sense is that all the systems of oppression uh, the systems that we're dealing with in, in our judicial system, our laws and policies that are being made are based off of theologies and doctrine and what people have formulated from those. And our civil rights fight, our human rights fight, all of these things are stemming from us saying that the doctrine 
and the theology that y'all have behind the laws and, and, and bills that are in place don't have any sound structure or rhyme or reason behind it. Um, you did not take any more or ethical account to in a lot of cases. And it just really are bothering us and where we're at. So from a faith standpoint, why we need to understand this, because for a lot of us, our faith determines how we operate and move in our society. So we need to understand it because it's, it controls our life. It, it, we got to learn how it moves because it shapes what we believe. It determines how we participate in things. Uh, one of the things that it determines how we participate is in, per is in church. How do we understand um, what we're hearing? What does that mean to our life? Does it apply to our life at this very moment? All this depends on what the pastor or preacher are saying in that moment, how it affects our life, how God is speaking to us in that. How, what are we doing in our own study? What are we doing and what we read and what does our life experience share to us? All of these things um, shape culture. It shapes our theology. It shapes our doctrine, our own very life doctrine. We have a life theology and a life doctrine that we go by. And a lot of that is influenced by the theology and the doctrine that is taught to us or we have learned in our faith system. And what we have discovered through all of this is that post the COVID era, we now know God for ourselves from having to be by ourselves or just be around the people that we had to be around for nearly two years. And I, I think it couldn't have been a better thing for the faith community is that you people are now living by that term. You got to know God for yourself. And because people are beginning to know God for themselves, now people are beginning to question what people believe is sound doctrine. Is what we is the theology we are talking about and developed our system from? Is that really true doctrine or is it true sound doctrine? And what are we going to do about it if it is determined that it is incorrect? Because like we talked about earlier, uh, sound the, the choice of whether it's sound doctrine or not is depending on how many people are saying this is sound doctrine. So if enough people are starting to say this is not sound doctrine, then what are we going to do with that? that information or that, that feedback we are getting from the people that we are teaching because the people that we are now teaching or that our faith system is teaching now have access to the same information that we have because it's at our fingertips or our mouse clicks. We can get to the same information that we spent hours in a library trying to read and understand that is now being posted on all social media and is also being communicated by people who are not considered to be scholars or, or, or people that are well versed in the subject of theology or in the subject of, of doctrine because there's so much truth. There's so much information that is out there that people are needing to, um, interpret or needing to understand. And truth of the matter is, it is an information overload in this world right now. So in order to really decipher what is true and what is for you and what is need to be uh, be spit out and not chewed and digested, 
is the ability to understand sound doctrine and sound theology and understand where it comes from, how it's derived, and were they able to get that system together to where it makes sense. And if it makes sense and it works for you, then that's something that you have to deal with and you have to understand. But if it does not, then you have to keep searching for it. But at the end of the day, it is your walk. It is your faith system to believe in. It is your interpretation of the system. And where we often find ourselves in situations like this and coming out of this is where we are in this place, right? Where we are discovering uh, that being like-minded and same-minded is not the same thing. Because what happens is people confuse the two and we will fall out with people because we are say that they're not like-minded, but in actuality, they're not same-minded. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that when we say somebody is like-minded, that means that they have the same type of goals and aspirations that we have, right? They just do not follow them the same. They do not, the path that they choose to get to those is not the same that we choose. But when we say that they're same-minded, that means that whatever we believe, they believe. They believe it, they operate, they move. All the stuff moves in sync. But when you're like-minded with somebody, Sometimes you sink and sometimes you don't, you don't agree to it. But at the end of the day, y'all are like-minded because y'all are trying to achieve the same types of goals and aspirations. And what we have discovered in our lowly little world, and we desire to be around like-minded people, but sometimes we fall out with them because we expect them to be same-minded as well as like-minded. What's good, great people? It's great conversation, huh? So it was just way too much information to try to to really dig into everything. I wanted to kind of keep that conversation general because there were so many avenues that we could have went down a rabbit hole and really just been all over the place. But I just wanted to give us a general sense of what theology and, and doctrine mean to us and what it means to our society many different platforms, not just our faith, but for those of us who are use a faith-based system as one of the guiding lights of our lives, there are a couple of things I want to end this with, right? Number one, if you believe that God is alive and his word is alive, and we believe that to be true because we believe that we get fresh water from an old well, those of you that know, know then the theology and the doctrine that was made from this alive word, then that must be alive too. And if it is alive, then the theology and the doctrine has a right to evolve. Secondly, God doesn't change. The people who read, study, and live by his word do. Let that sink in. Like, share, subscribe, follow, comment. I'm on IG, Jen underscore X podcast. Hit me up. Let's chat about it more. This will show up in conversation and episodes to come. I can guarantee that. But until that time, let's talk about it. Let's be about it. Let's continue being the great people that I know we are. Peace.